This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Isle of Despair. The shocking destruction left in the wake of the hurricane. And will these water-filled barriers save downtown Manhattan from another epic flood? As the storm takes a path not seen in 50 years. Plus, what's it really like to work for Ellen DeGeneres? She should know. Toxic, phony, hypocrite, liar. That's what she is. As Katy Perry says, she stands with Ellen. Then, what were they thinking? Mansion party during the pandemic. Why cops say they couldn't stop it? And he said what? Just read the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the books. Read the books. What books? The train wreck interview with the president that left this reporter bewildered. Then... Rage over the family told to get face down on the ground. Look, she's only six. Plus, up, up, and away. Then this happens. We just crashed. I've got two broken ribs. And no thong for you, lady on the beach, taken away in cuffs. Why is it illegal to have a bikini on the beach? For wearing a thong bikini? I will 100% wear that bikini again. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelly in today for Deborah. How do you prepare for a hurricane in the middle of a pandemic? That's what many are asking as a massive storm barrels up the East Coast. This dramatic drone footage shows just how intense the destruction has been. Stephen Fabian has details. It is a scene of utter devastation, even apocalyptic. A drone captured these startling images on Oak Island in North Carolina. Hurricane Isai's relentless march north up the I-95 corridor is one for the record books, impacting 110 million Americans. New York City hasn't seen a storm of this strength since Superstorm Sandy devastated lower Manhattan in 2012. And this is how the city is planning to keep a surge of floodwaters at bay. They're called tiger dams, and they're a series of interlocking tubes that are filled up with water. When they're empty, they weigh as little as 65 pounds. But check this out. When they're filled up with water, they weigh as much as 6,000 pounds. And there have also been reports of New York City residents unable to reach 911. This guy couldn't get through after a tree fell on his car. Les Trent is feeling the full brunt of the hurricane on the Jersey Shore. I'm Les Trent on the beach of Long Branch, New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore, where tropical storm Isaias is just slamming this place. The rain is now hit hard. The sand is being whipped up with the wind. It feels like tiny needles, not just from the sand, but also from 
this unrelenting downpour. Oh, that hurts. Wow. Traumatic pictures there. Isaias is the ninth storm to be named during the 2020 hurricane season. Despite all the controversy, the Ellen show is expected to return. There's even a date when Ellen is scheduled to be back on the set. Meantime, more stories are emerging about her being not so nice behind the scenes. Jim Murray spoke exclusively with one of Ellen's former producers who's not at all surprised about the allegations. This TV producer is speaking out on camera for the first time about what it was like working for Ellen DeGeneres. It was very toxic, very nerve-wracking, very stressful. We all walked on eggshells all the time. Hedda Muscat was with Ellen from the beginning in 2003 when the talk show was launched. We were told from the very beginning, don't talk to Ellen, don't do this, you can't you know, go into her office. Muscat says despite Ellen's queen of nice reputation, it became clear early on that it would not be a pleasant place to work. One incident with executive producer Ed Glavin left her shaken. We were in our production meetings and she would watch Ed go off on people. Ellen would look at Ed and she would laugh because I was hoping she was going to say, Ed, you can't be yelling at crew this way. You can't be yelling at people this way. She laughed and she said, Every production needs their dog. Meaning like Meaning a, Ed is her dog. Like her attack dog. Her attack dog. So therefore, she doesn't need to do that. He took the role of being the attack dog that she didn't have to now be the attack dog. So, so she when, didn't have to yell. So when Ellen says she's not aware of this uh, environment, you don't think that rings true? It's a lie. Muscat won two daytime Emmys with the show. She was let go in 2004. As a host, she's amazing. As a host. But as a boss... And someone who's behind the scenes running the show, she's a different person. She's not the person people see in front of the camera. Do you think anything will change? No, because she should have apologized 16 years ago. This environment, this toxic culture that she created in the office has been going on for 16 years. On Monday, the staff of The Ellen Show returned to work remotely after several weeks of summer hiatus. They're gearing up for the start of the 18th season in September. So the show will go on and executives are assuring employees is that Ellen will continue as host. Today, pop star Katy Perry became the first big name to rally around the embattled TV talk show host. I know I can't speak for anyone else's experiences besides my own, but I want to acknowledge that I have only ever had positive takeaways from my time with Ellen. I think we all have witnessed the light and continual fight for equality that she has brought to the world through her platform for decades. Comedian Kevin Hart added his support, writing on Instagram, I have known Ellen for years, and I can honestly say that she's one of the dopest people on the planet. She has treated my family and my team with love and respect from day one. Love you for life, Ellen. Ellen even found an unlikely ally in Republican Senator Ted Cruz. I don't know Ellen, but the whole scandal looks like an exercise in cancel culture trying to destroy her. But so far, no comment from one of Ellen's closest A-list friends, Jennifer Aniston, who guest-hosted earlier this year. Jennifer Aniston was actually Ellen's very first guest when her show debuted back in 2003. California may have the most cases of COVID-19 in the nation, but you wouldn't know it by looking at this party at a huge mansion near Beverly Hills. As Megan Alexander reports, there were no masks and things really got out of control when gunfire broke out.
It's a wild party at a Beverly Hills mansion, first spotted by TV news choppers. Hundreds packed into the house that had been rented on Airbnb for a private event. There they are, on the balcony, in the pool, not a mask in sight. Neighbors called the LAPD, but they only moved in at midnight when shots rang out. One person died and three others are fighting for their lives. In Nashville, the owner of this house was cited today after hundreds partied shoulder to shoulder, spilling out into the driveway. Neighbors here on this usually quiet street say they called the police, but when the cops showed up, they said they were powerless to shut the party down because it was on private property. They ticketed some of the cars parked illegally here on the street, but the party raged until 3 a.m. Meanwhile, President Trump's new interview with Axios is being dubbed a train wreck today after he struggled to put a good spin on his handling of the COVID-19 crisis. There are those that say, you can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the books. Read the books. What books? The war over masks continues. At a casino in Las Vegas, a gambler was handcuffed by security when he refused to wear a mask. In Florida, a Lyft passenger ripped down a plastic barrier separating him from the driver, putting the driver in a headlock. And a grieving widow is speaking out today after writing what's known as an honest obituary for her husband who died from COVID-19. Stacey Nagy blames the president and the governor of Texas. Shame on you and may karma find you all. Had everybody been doing what they were supposed to do, I don't think he would have gotten sick and he wouldn't have died. And it just pissed me off. This image is causing major concern today. It's the first day back at school in Paulding County, Georgia, and the hallways are crowded with kids. The caption, four masks and zero social distancing. This is gonna end badly. President Trump is once again wishing Jeffrey Epstein's alleged mistress well as she awaits her trial on sex trafficking charges. In a new interview, when asked why he would say something nice about a woman charged with such heinous crimes, the president doubled down. President Trump is once again wishing accused sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell the best of luck in her upcoming trial. Good luck. Let them prove somebody was guilty. It's the second time the president has expressed best wishes for the socialite who has pled not guilty to procuring underage girls for her billionaire boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein. Mr. President, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested on allegations of child sex trafficking. Why would you wish such a well, person first of all, well? I don't know that. And I do wish you well. I'm not looking for anything bad for her. I'm not looking bad for anybody. And they took that and I mean, she's a child sex alleged child sex trafficking. Big deal. I do. I wish her well. Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were Trump's guests at Mar-a-Lago. That's Maxwell lurking in the background of a raucous bash for NFL cheerleaders in 1992. And the Axios interview, the president also raised the specter of a conspiracy theory. Her boyfriend died in jail and people are still trying to figure out how did it happen? Was it suicide? Was he killed? Next week is the first anniversary of Epstein's death and Lifetime is marking the event with Surviving Jeffrey Epstein, a deep dive into the billionaire's sordid crimes. Eight of his alleged victims speak out in the TV special. The more I kept trying to resist, the more fun he was having. I was a human baton being passed from one person to another. You have no choice but to submit. I spoke with Kiki Gardenias, who says she was sexually abused by Epstein when she was a teenager. Do you think you'll get any justice now that Ghislaine Maxwell is behind bars? She did some really horrific things, and 
I hope that she speaks and tells whatever inf information to help the case uh, for the FBI um, and to bring down anyone else that was involved. But I also hope she gets a maximum amount. I mean, she abused children. Really can't get more heinous than that. Ghislaine Maxwell has pled not guilty. The documentary Surviving Jeffrey Epstein airs Sunday and Monday nights on Lifetime. Police in Colorado are apologizing today for an incident that's causing outrage across the country. A mother and her children were pulled over and with guns drawn, officers ordered them to lie face down on hot concrete, including a six-year-old girl. The video is shocking. A black family is ordered to the ground, even a six-year-old girl, and they are terrified. It happened after cops in Aurora, Colorado, stopped the SUV thinking it had been stolen. Turns out, a motorcycle with the same license plate, but a different state, had been reported stolen, not the vehicle the family was in. The driver, Brittany Gilliam, was with her sister and their daughters, heading for an afternoon at the nail salon when they were pulled over. My niece came. Um, screaming that the police was behind us. I didn't know what was going on. A bystander recorded the incident on her cell phone. They had a gun drawn. These kids? I was so scared when they had put the guns on us. Can I get you guys off the ground? At one point, an officer helps the girls sit up. You can see the six-year-old attempting to stand on her own. Gilliam says she was left shaken and in disbelief. It was just an injustice for us. You dehumanized us. Police are now apologizing. I have called the family to apologize and to offer any help we can provide, especially for the children who may have been traumatized by yesterday's events. It's the same police department that is facing condemnation for the death last August of Elijah McLean, the young man who was placed in a chokehold on his way home from a store. He later died in police custody. Now this. Video of the incident has been viewed more than two million times on Twitter. Now a frightening moment as three hot air balloons lose control and crash that left 12 people injured. We spoke with a family who says while the day started out beautiful, they soon found themselves in a crisis. It was supposed to be a great adventure for the Phillips family, soaring over the skies of Wyoming in a hot air balloon. It started as the bucket list item and it ended as the let's never do that again. Suddenly, the wind took an unexpected turn and the balloon they were in came barreling down to earth. The basket bounced on the ground. You can hear cries from injured passengers. I'm fine, I'm fine. Clint Phillips recorded the ordeal on his phone. We just crashed. Hot air balloon. Our pilot seemed... Uh, he didn't say anything. To he, he didn't warn us that we were going to hit the ground. He didn't tell we us... Had no idea. ...winds were bad. He just made fun of the other uh, balloons. He said, oh, they did a dipsy doodle. And we thought, gee, that looked, that looked bad. How terrified were you for your family? It was uh, really scary. You're just trying to hold on. You're trying to check your family members are okay everybody's screaming to hear 20 people screaming at the same time for their lives is terrifying oh my gosh the president of the balloon company says the aircrafts were dealing with sudden gusts of wind that had not been in the forecast next no thong for you lady on the beach taken away in cuffs why is it illegal to have a bikini on the beach for wearing a thong bikini i will 100 percent wear that bikini again plus hi is this the new black bachelorette the biggest shakeup that 
The Bachelor franchise has ever seen. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Pools for rent. Next Inside Edition. You can rent houses, but pools at an hourly rate? Everything is shut down and there's not a lot of places for people to enjoy themselves. Could this be the cheapest vacation ever? Then, the secret recording just revealed. I'm sorry that you're friends with all those who are against me. What accused mom Lori Daybell was recorded telling her friend. Next Inside Edition. She went to the beach to soak up some sun and ended up in handcuffs, all because of her choice of swimwear. Cops say another woman complained that her thong was, well, too revealing. She spoke with Amber Cogliano about what happened next. A woman is handcuffed and dragged off a beach by police. Her crime? She wore a skimpy bikini. Some Karen decided that my body was offensive to her. Sam Panda, a professional acrobat, was on the beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when another woman complained about her thong bikini. Apparently, you know, Myrtle Beach has an ordinance that says you can't wear thong bikinis. This isn't something that I knew. Sam kept her cool while being detained as her friend pleaded with police. Why is it illegal to, to wear, to have a bikini on the beach? I literally wear this to the beach every day. Show you. We're gonna show Sam asked the officers to read her the specific ordinance. It shall be unlawful for any person to appear in the nude on any public beach or any public property in the view of the public. She had this response. I'm not so nude. So nobody's nude. After nearly 10 minutes, the cuffs came off and Sam was free to go on her way, still wearing her thong bikini. Would you ever wear that bikini again? I will 100% wear that bikini again. Police say Sam was put in cuffs because they believe she was trying to walk away. They say after the situation was explained to her, she was released without being charged. And when we come back, the big shakeup that led to the new Bachelorette. Is this a new Bachelorette? Word is there's been a switch after the original single lady chosen fell in love before the show even got on the air. Hi. Is this you? the new Bachelorette? Word is Tasha Adams will make history as the second Bachelorette of color. And there's lots of drama on how she got picked. This is the biggest shakeup that the Bachelor franchise has ever seen. Absolutely According to published reports, Tasha um, is replacing Claire Crawley, who abruptly left mid-taping. What happened on set is that Claire essentially found love early, and whatever ended up happening, the producers brought in Tasha to replace Claire since she had already found love, but you will see Claire's journey play out on screen and then see how and why Tasia ends up stepping in. This is what we know about Tasha Adams. She's 29, divorced, and an interior designer. My name is Tasha. Who appeared as a contestant on season 23 of The Bachelor. The franchise has been under fire for its lack of diversity. In 2017, Rachel Lindsay was named the first black bachelorette. And a New York City real estate agent, Matt James, was recently announced as the first black bachelor. Now comes Tasha. The Bachelor franchise is now getting more diversity within a year than they've ever seen in two decades. The new season of The Bachelorette will air in the fall. And when we come back, a very talented mom and son. Finally, today, after you hear this mother and son, you'll probably say, sign them up for America's Got Talent. I can do it. 
mother and son are taking the internet by storm. Now wait for mom. Incredible. And that's Inside Edition for today. I'm Mary Calvi in for Deborah Norville. Thanks for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.